time. 50% hit, 50% shit. Yeah, like a kind of like Battleship. Not not what? not the shitty movie, like oh. the actual game. I was gonna say, that was a hundred percent shit. Which part of Battleship was good? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Off Time Jive. I guess my name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holland, and we're coming at you live from Pax Prime. What is that? No, we're not. It's a video game thing. But what kind of is it like a convention? It is. It's like E three, except not E three. I guess. Um, so it it's shit. Well, is it because E3 is not a convention? It's like a trade show. They don't just sell tickets to E3. I mean, I guess they yeah, do. Yeah, they do. But like, it's I don't know. It's not like Comic Con. It's it's a it's, how do you it's know? A different thing. Because I go every year. You haven't been to E3. I went last or year. PAX. I went to ET. That's listen, listen, listen. The ET gathering hall with a bunch of people dressed up like ET in blankets in that one dude's basement. That's not a convention, okay? It's it called the fetish, Tyler. So oh, it's a difference. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I saw the guy who plays Tormund Giants Bane from Game of Thrones outside when I when I got here today. He was getting into a cab. He was wearing a very nice suit. He had a lady with him, and a long ginger beard and long crazy hair. He, had the, he was balding in the same way as that guy. I'm pretty sure it was him. Why would he stay at a hotel like this? Because this hotel kind of sucks. <laughs> like, I, 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 I like it. You were going like to say it. nothing against it, but no, you, no, you have a lot there, against it. something against it. It's not that great. Yeah, especially working the hotel here. Portion. Like you, you, you've come to know some of the, some of the problems. Some of the secrets. My, my, super, like, uh, my supervisor got into a, uh, a heated discussion with the... Uh, I guess the president, you can call her, of the hotel. Why are you looking at pictures of Nick Jonas? What? Why do you have that on my computer? I don't know. Why are you pulling up pictures? Anyway. You said there was something about him in the news, so I typed in Nick Jonas, and now I'm looking at his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> don't pretend like that wasn't on purpose. Um, no, but my <laughs> my uh, one of my supervisors got into a discussion with the uh, the building president, and, uh, she, the building she, pre. The, why does the building have a president? Ah, uh, you know, thanks, Obama. What do, what do they do? <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you, but um, but no. And she she was like like yelling like this is a four star hotel. And he's like, <laughs> really? Like four stars? Like what on Yelp? Yeah, like, four, four stars out of what? <laughs> no, it's not a four star hotel. Yeah, I've I mean, sta- have you ever stayed? Four got four stars. You know, out of a hundred. Have you ever stayed in the hotel part of it? No. Um, Have it's, you? Yeah, twice. And it's not bad, but it's not like... You think the New Yorker Hotel, because it's a famous part of the New York skyline. Yes. Um, if you're looking at it from the Jersey side, it's it's It's, it's one the of the one most that says New features. Yorker. Yeah. And it's uh It's the only thing that's fucking red. It's a beautiful Art Deco building from like the fucking 20s or whatever. And... Uh, you, you you would think that it would be really nice, but apparently it was bought out by um, what is the name of that church? Uh, it's a cult. I believe they're called the Moonies. Well, the Moonies is what you call them because like their uh, leader was something Moon. He's a Korean gentleman that called himself Jesus. He thought that he was the next Messiah. He's dead now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was he crucified? I have uh, maybe, but. Uh, Oh, it's you know what I do know what it is. It's the um, I'm gonna look it up. I'll cut this bit out. No, so, you won't. Yeah, well, they it was bought out by this church in, in the '80s, and they used it basically as a giant commune. Like any time that they wanted, they needed their cult members to have 
someplace to live in New York City, they would just put them here for free, which is kind of great because the amount of money that I paid to live here was astronomical. <laughs> it's kind of the same setup that you have. I imagine they did like administrative type jobs as Quite well. Possibly. Well, there are a couple people that work in the building that are like talking to them are members of this cult even today. They're Moonies. Yeah. Uh, and they've claimed to be so, and it kind of like. It's the Unification Church is the name of it. Yeah. Okay. That, that sounds. That sounds. Um. Uh, it sounds a little sketchy. Uh. It, it's like what, what was what was the Kool Aid thing called? What was it called? Um. Those are the Branch Davidians. I no Branch Davidians was Waco. Those I don't remember. But uh. But there was they were called something that like you listen to you're like oh, that sounds a little like you know when you're trying to well, be that a was conspicuous? like literally a doomsday cult, and as much as they. They killed all their members. Yeah. Riveting. Yeah, super. Yeah. Hey, wait, what is it? What is it like with religious things and the company that I work for? The other building that they also have is located right next to the Watchtower, which is the Jehovah's Witnesses' base of operation. Wait, where is this? In Brooklyn Heights. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a big building that says Watchtower, which is where I imagine they got the song all around the Watchtower. Um, um, no, it's not. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. It could be. Maybe. Um, Bob but yeah, that's where they base all the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of family members that are Jehovah's Witnesses. Actually, I think only two of them now. All of the other ones have left, but, uh, that's kind of... Th- are you talking a... about, like, in as in death? No, they left the church, and two, oh. are, two are still there. Um, my aunt and then... I, two different aunts, but, uh, all of, like, their children have since left the church. Her ex-husband left the church. Um, usually when you get divorced in Jehovah's Witnesses, like the, it's crazy. They'll, they don't excommunicate you, but they do in the literal sense in that you're not allowed, they call it discommunication. You're not allowed to talk to anyone. You have to sit in the back as they give the sermons and stuff and you're not allowed to talk. And I think that's kind of a win because have you ever talked to a Jehovah's Witness? Like when they come and knock at the door, do you know Prince is a Jehovah's Witness? What? Well, that's, that's common knowledge, but he actually did the thing where he went door to door and proselytized. Didn't um was Mitt Romney do that as well? Mitt Romney is a Mormon. Mormon, okay. Yeah, he, they, he still they did have the door magic to door. underwear. Did you ever see the Book of Mormon? No, I did not. Uh, he still can't get tickets to it. It's very popular. It's very extremely popular. Con- uh, congrats to Matt Stone and Trey Parker winning literally every award possible. It's been out for three years, and it's still perpetually sold out. They have a ticket lottery, and the lottery, like, a lot of shows will do that. Like, you, um, they, they call it uh, rush tickets. Usually when they don't sell all of the seats or people don't show up, you could buy the tickets, like, at a fraction of the rate if you show up 30 minutes in advance. Um Book of Mormon does that, but theirs is a lottery system, and it's for standing room only. Meaning you have to stand in the back of the church like a discommunicated Jehovah's Witness <laughs> and, and watch the show. It's a very, uh, it's a very meta thing, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah. Speaking of Broadway plays, um, we were just talking about it. Mr. Matt Ryan, Constantine yeah, John himself. Constantine. Yeah, I had to tell him that, you know, normally when John Constantine comes to New York, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't go well. He lives here sometimes. Does he? That I didn't know. Are you stalking him? John Constantine? Yeah. No, I read his comic. Oh. Matt Ryan, I'm, I yes, I am stalking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that I figured, yeah. But, um, so, do you know anything about that show? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't even know how to pronounce it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like, we saw it as a hashtag, so we don't even know if it's all one word. I'm gonna look that up right now. But, um... 
but no, yeah, Matt Ryan is coming to uh, to New York for, I believe, four months, which I really hope that means that he'll be at New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con! Uh, they, they still have not yet announced when they're selling tickets for that. No, I'm, no. and I'm getting scared. I'm like, I just actually had an audition today, um, and if I get that part, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to Comic Con. I, I definitely will, because the rehearsal's not going to be all fucking day. I might not just be able to go for, like, the entire day. I have to pop in. Like you'll be there for 30 minutes? Yeah. You'll go there, see a line, then walk out? Oddly enough, it's it's a play that's about nerd culture, too. Listen, if they're, if that is what the play is about, and they, and they don't, they don't mandate you going to Comic-Con, like, that's, that's some fucking mismanagement right there. It's a whole bunch of bullshit. The name of the play is called, um... I'm going to have to edit so much in this one. Why? Because we're just stopping. We have nothing to talk about. No, we week. really don't. We really don't. The name of the play is called Teresa Raquin. Um, we, you were saying the Reese Wakrin. I have it was no, a, it was a it hashtag. It was all one word. <laughs> I don't know where the fucking gap is. Uh, so it says, Ryan will play the man whose passionate affair with the protagonist, Teresa turns dangerous in the production set for an October opening. Ryan was last seen on Broadway in the 2009 revival of Hamlet that starred Jude Law in the UK. He's a member of the... That sounds like it would have been fucking awesome. I wonder who he played. He played John Constantine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to look at him and not just see John Constantine now. He's just so perfect for the role. And the article goes on to say he's a member of the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. I did know that. That's why he knows John Joan. That's why he was on that episode of uh, the Constantine, the best episode of Constantine, in my humble opinion. In but... my opinion as well. But who listens to us, anyways? <laughs> Not enough people. <laughs> Person, person listens to well, us. Well, hey, man, I'd like, we're not, we're not proving them wrong, right? Yeah, what the, what, we have nothing to talk about right now. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. So, we, we have nothing. Listen, like, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon recently. Oh, God. <laughs> this is where we're going. Now you, now you can see where we're, like, really grasping for straws. We're fucking talking about Pokemon. Yeah, man. It's good. When was the last Pokemon game that you played? Were you ever a Pokemon person? Yellow. I think I played Yellow. Yellow? That's yeah. racist. They're racist. No, I, I always... I was more of a Digimon person growing up. Ew. <laughs> Look, you could be... You could like Digimon, but you can't be a Digimon person. That's fucked up. <laughs> Actually, I feel like Gion would probably say the same thing, but yeah. he's just a hipster contrarian. Yeah, well, I mean, Gion's like forty when Digimon came out. Well, you were out. like of you were you were a little bit after Pokemon, I would assume. I remember watching the first episode. Uh huh. I do. I remember watching. I don't know if it was the first time I played. I thought it was the first time I played, but I remember watching the first episode distinctly. Mm-hmm. And then watching, I think what's called the Indigo League. I watched a lot of it. The Indigo League, yeah, that's where he. Uh... That, that was just kind of like the last part of the second season, I believe. Yeah, where he's fighting know, the Pokemon League. Don't know um, how it ended. Or if it ended. Here's Did the thing. Did it end? Will it end? No, because it, it goes on. I mean, like, the individual story arcs end. Like, the first one where he's... It, everything is leading up towards him battling the Pokemon League. So you know the basic premise of, like, what happens in Pokemon, correct? I suppose, yeah. You have to... You gotta catch them all, Michael. Actually, you don't. Gotta See, here's catch the thing. Them all. Pokemon. The entire the entire premise of of the Pokemon universe makes no sense whatsoever. There, it's so poorly defined. Like Ash's 
his his goal, his reason for being is to become a Pokemon master. Yeah. There's no definition to what that fucking means. <laughs> because if you beat the Pokemon League, you have to go around, you have to fight the individual gym leaders, get eight badges, then fight the Pokemon League, right? Well, when you do that, you just become the Pokemon League champion. You don't become a Pokemon master. So then you think, okay, well, if I finish the Pokedex, I'll get... I'll, 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 uh, become a Pokemon master, right? And when you do that, if you actually get to the very, very end, all they do is they give you a certificate that says, like, congratulations on finishing the Pokedex. But the term Pokemon <laughs> master itself is completely meaningless. It's the foundation upon which they built the entire franchise. God, you know what that reminds me of? The term social media expert. Yeah, yeah. It, it means, means nothing. nothing. It's a, Yeah, it's just... They put it uh, at the bottom. Look, if I ever have like an interview with any of those, like CNN, anything like that, I want them to put as my title, not social media expert. That's probably the closest thing I would get because I have a lot of Twitter followers. But it would be, I want them to just put Pokemon Master. Because they can't, <laughs> they can't tell me that I'm not one because no one knows what that means. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. But, um, but no, yeah, I, uh, yeah, Pokemon, I guess. So, I yeah. can't hold this conversation. I don't know, what, dude, tell us. Every time that I play one of those games, because they're all the same. They're like they're the Marvel of video games. They just make the same game over. And all right, we, make we it talked, slightly different. We talked about an entire episode, which people also didn't listen to about about that. Anyway, uh, every time I play one of those games, I just realize like how terrible uh, Ash Ketchum was at his job. Because <laughs> the whole point. You, <laughs> You have to catch Pokemon. Like that's you got to catch them all. It's well, it can thing. take him like what thirty minutes to catch one. He has had like he's been doing this for like ten years now. He has like eight Pokemon. <laughs> like he would encounter so many, but he never even tried to catch them. Like the first two episodes, he catches like his first Pokemon that he catches is uh, Caterpie. Um, it quickly evolves into Butterfree, and then he lets it go because <laughs> it falls in love. Um, or something like that. Does it? I don't even <laughs> yeah. fucking remember the show. He falls in love with a with a pink Butterfree, which they don't exist. It was just for the show, because whenever they show two different, well, two of the same Pokemon, they have to give one a slightly different thing. Okay. Like, there was an episode where you meet, like, this other trainer who was exactly like Ash, and he had a Pikachu, but his Pikachu had a fucked up tail, and they named it Sparky. I think it had, like, a little thing on its head, too. Like, its oh, yeah, the, the hair was a little ruffly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, like, Ash, he doesn't fucking catch pokemon although his pokemon league strategy was brilliant because you have to beat the gym leaders right Mm -hmm. and then after you become the champion presumably you just stand in a little room forever until the next guy that beats the pokemon league comes and then they have to fight you to become the champion but ash's strategy was brilliant because he fought the first two gym leaders and then he took them with him (laughs) (laughs) so no one else could ever beat no one else could ever get a boulder badge or a cascade badge because misty and brock like live with ash so he's he's it was a good what a prick he's not he's not as bad as i thought he's a strategic thinker what a prick yeah he's kind of a cunt yeah his voice sounds funny now too because the lady that played him her her voice yeah the lady that played him what she she left after a while oh did she yeah. Oh. But uh, they st- the show must go on. Uh, actually, all of the original characters sound fucked up now. It's like they did... I feel like they didn't... 
I don't know why I didn't get that role in Pokemon when I auditioned, because I could do that, like, easily. <laughs> Listen, your Pikachu was a nine-year-old asthmatic smoker. I think it brings depth to the character. That's not, that's not Pikachu. what kids... Pikachu. Oh, Pika Pika. Pikachu. Okay, so it sounds like a nine-year-old oh, asthmatic... Oh, Pikachu. <laughs> Is Pikachu suddenly working a sex line? <laughs> Pika Pika. That's Pikachu, like jerking off I, I, I feel like we have to censor that for some of our audience yeah this is why i didn't get the role um please tell me that was the audio yeah. clip you sent in exactly i wish no it was it was for like some narrator role did you do like the star wars the clone wars narrator i wish literally the worst narration ever i really hope that in the new movie that they just get rid of the yellow text. Oh no, dear God. And it's just that guy. He's like, and then he's dying on the clone He sounds exactly like the guy, uh, the narrator for the Super Friends. Really? I think it might be the same guy. It sounds like the guy, you know, when they had the uh, that episode of South Park where they had, meanwhile, at the League of Super Best Friends. Exactly. That, well, that's that the guy one? that they were making fun of, yeah. God, that showed the worst fucking narration. Everything is fine. Well, no, I, I have a lot of problems with the Clone Wars, but... Structurally, it's fine until it's you have like the it's... last episode recap, then it's, and it completely takes you out of the moment. It kills the entire dramatic mood, and you're like, "Oh, this is a cartoon. I forgot." Mm-hmm. Thanks, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. I wake up every morning thinking that there's still four fucking months until Star Wars. Why? How many months is there? Four. So you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, but I wake up every morning going like, "Oh, it's just uh." Star Wars is so far away. <laughs> yeah, it's not that far away. No, You're just a little boy. Far. You don't know things. You know, this may be true, but it's still impossibly far away. So, uh, like, what's new in your fucking life, man? It's fucking nothing. Did you get any new tattoos? Uh, no, I didn't. I think the next two I'm going to get are the ones on the... Next two? Fr- yeah, it's on the fridge over there. I'm just waiting till I can get money. The words? Yeah. Those are like fucking massive blocks of text. Yeah. You're gonna get it like a novel tattoo? <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have one on one ass cheek, the next page on the other ass cheek. If you want the text in the middle, you're just gonna have to like. Alright, this went somewhere I didn't want it to go. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, but that, that was a joke, if you didn't know. But, uh. <laughs> But no, I mean, I guess, no, I mean, fucking, we have nothing to talk about. You ever about. play a 3DS? No, no, I've never, the last handheld console I owned, I owned, uh... Have you ever seen the 3D on it? Uh, is it aneurysm-inducing, like the Game Buddy? Not really, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. The only thing is, because you have to hold it a certain direction, um, it's uh, a pain in the ass. So I usually just turn the 3D off. Yeah, you know, I think 3D... Is the dumbest concept of like ever conceived? Look, because... I hate it in movies. I think with that, at least it's clever, and I it's it's legitimately impressive because you don't have to wear glasses or anything, um, and you you know you're marketing to stupid little kids. The the point of contention I have with 3D is the fact that you perceive shit in 3D anyways. Right. Even when you're, even when you're looking at like a a movie or a TV show, yes, it's in 3D. When someone's like driving off mm. into the sunset and you don't think. My God, their car's shrinking. No, it's getting further away. Like, you, you automatically perceive it in three dimensions. You know what's really interesting about that, though? Is you kind of do. 
Um, but people that were born like they've they they've done studies on people that were born blind with like cataracts or something that got vision later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they said they were never able to grasp, like they could grasp it intellectually and they understand it, but they don't like when you when you look at something with depth, you don't have to be told, oh, that's smaller because it's far away. But when they first got it, their sight, um, if something was to be pulled away, they'd be like, why is that shrinking? Like literally thinking it's shrinking. They've it's like also, a superpower. Yeah. It's like the world's <laughs> shittiest superpower. But they, they also said like, like, it's they, like living in a world where everyone else is Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Like they say that, like, um, you know, if you were to hold like a like a ball and a cube, and you a blind person would be able to feel the difference. It's like when they first got their sight, they wouldn't be able to tell visually that one was the cube and one was they still. It's almost like you're still blind. I don't know. It's weird. Huh. I think that's fascinating. I'd love to talk to one of those people. You know, I find it fascinating that we can cure blindness, but we still can't hear like. Deaf people. Well, we like hard of we, we can't hear deaf people. We can't cure. We, you could cure, cure some kinds of deafness um, and correct it, uh, the, but the blindness, like when you when you talk about that, it's usually something simple that's wrong with the eye, like cataracts, for instance. You could remove a cataract, but if it's if you were born with like a detached optic nerve, there's nothing they could really. What do What if they had that. a Cadillac just lodged into their eye? It would be painful. That would be a really big eye problem, I would imagine. How'd you even get the Cadillac in there in the first place? Perfuller. Oh. Anyway. Um, a Nerd's Guide to the 2,229 Paintings at MoMA is the thing that I just pulled up. We're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, apparently you could go see Starry Night. Starry Night's at MoMA. Really? I guess. Oh. Interesting. I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to go see it. Hey, I saw that one episode of Doctor Who with Vincent Van Gogh. He cuts his ear off. Guy's He's a crazy awesome. guy. Yeah. Crazy. So. Have you seen the Subway ads for Casper mattresses? No. They're bizarre. Um, is, is Casper the friendly ghost in them? No. Wasted opportunity. Yeah, but they make up for it because, like, I guess the whole ad campaign is just, like, they're telling you who these mattresses are good for. And the crux of the argument, Michael, is that they're good for anybody. But they just have clever little pictures and they're, like, good for lovers. And it's two koalas that are clearly about to fuck. Um, (laughs) Okay. And then the other one says good for gatherers. And it's this guy sleeping on a bed of, well, sleeping on a bed of Casper with a bunch of lettuce for some reason, he's like a farmer, and there are also animals in his bed, which is weird. But then the third one it would have says, been, "It would have been even worse if they like mixed up those two headings." You know, it's like a oh, a no. bed for gatherers, it, it and there's matter. the two koalas. Yeah, and then bed for lovers, and there's it the gets, farmer with all the farm animals. Fucking the lettuce. Yeah, <laughs> it gets it gets better though because the third uh, ad says, "Good for furries," and okay. I shit you not. Like, and it means exactly what you think it means. And it shows a picture of a guy in, like, a, like, a, like, a, I don't even know what animal it's supposed to be, like a bear costume. And he's holding, like, a little teddy bear. And it's, he's probably gonna fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, how did this get okayed? Because now, you know, like, we were talking, um, 
on on the other podcast that I do with Gian's cousin. I, I we haven't put that episode up yet. I don't know if we're even gonna be able to because the audio was kind of fucked. But we were talking about um, like uh, the different arguments with like gay marriage. I remember like one of the big things would they would be like, "Well, how do I explain that to my kids?" Well, just don't be an asshole. Yeah, well, that's that's the argument. But you hear so many people with problems with like billboards and stuff how the fuck are you going to explain to your kid what a furry is (laughs) (laughs) well you see (laughs) sometimes when a man loves a woman they put on a mickey mouse suit (laughs) and rub their genitals on a stuffed animal (laughs) I don't know. It's 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 my favorite subway ad of all time. I think it's great. Uh, it's just so innocuous. Like I, I was looking at it today on my way. I it's it was on the C train, but the the fake C train that's actually the E train. Sometimes they switch them. I think you're making this up. No, dude. It's actually I think it's on the regular C train too. They're all over the place. Well, they're um. They're also making a movie targeted purely at furries. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Pixar film called, Z- called Zootopia. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That's kind of they've they've been making movies targeted at furries that Disney company for a long time. Well, I mean, like to be fair, Disney did invent the furry genre, like with uh, their iteration of Robin Hood. I believe it was correct. I mean, they've been doing anthropomorph. Was that the first like anthropomorphic animal thing that I think they did? With, with the exclusion of like their classic Disney characters and you know, of course, Warner Brother characters. Um, oh, Mickey quite Mouse. Quite possibly, those probably. Be... Well, yeah. I mean, classic Disney characters. I assume you're counting Mickey Mouse. Well, no. I mean, but why would Robin Hood be the first then? I don't, why are I, you I brushing I... over Mickey and Goofy and Minnie? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I actually I haven't seen their iteration of Robin Hood. Um, the only ones I've seen was, uh, Men in Tights and, uh, the, uh, the Russell Crowe. Robin Hood Ridley Scott and Bill John walking through the forest. So you've seen a lot more Robin Hoods than I have. I think I've only seen Men in Tights and the Disney one. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen two then. We've each seen two. Do you not account? I thought you said you saw that one, Men in Tights, and, and then the, the Russell Crowe one. The Russell, that's three. That's two. So you didn't see the Disney one. Yeah, exactly like what I just said like five seconds ago. A, that wasn't clear. I was singing when you said it. <laughs> B, you're also <laughs> fucking stupid. So, I mean, I guess. Um, I mean, you you had knowledge of it. Yes, I do have knowledge of I it. I cannot be faulted exists. for assuming that you saw the movie that we were just talking about that you brought up. Okay, fair enough. Um, Especially when you're like dropping facts, you're like, "Oh, it's the first furry film in motion picture history." I mean, I assume, history. like, uh, film-wise, I suppose. I mean, they've also done movies with that features anthropomorphized, not physically, but you know, emotionally and mentally, like movies like The Lion King or Finding Nemo. That's a super interesting thing when you think about it. Like, what do you, like, when do you think people first discuss like sexual fetishes, right? They had to have, like, they've existed through history. But furry is, like, one of those things that it's kind of a modern invention. But that, to me, is interesting because, like, those people had to have existed throughout history and had those urges. They just didn't know it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I mean, it's like, it's like um, attention deficit disorder. That's what we'll talk about. I'm I'm looking up furry history. (laughs) 
we find our footing like a third of the way. Here we go. History. Podcast. History. Um, Wiki fur. The furry encyclopedia. Oh, good God. Um. <laughs> but <laughs> I lost where I was. I completely just something about attention deficit disorder, yeah, which I guess is disorder. appropriate. Um, I mean, it's something that's not a modern invention, but it's been defined only recently. I mean, before, right. like there used to be the joke where you know, in the olden days, you'd drugged parents, or you know. Um, I believe it was mothers that would take some kind of pill, um, and now it's you, you drug the kids because they, they realize that they have this disorder. Right. Um, right. And you, ima- you have to imagine, this has existed for a very long time. Either that, or people just invented it recently. No, but the, well, that's what's interesting to me about it, is like, they had to have had those urges, but you wouldn't know how to... Express that. Express it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, what I'm was... just imagining like someone like 40 years old watching Lion King for the first time going, oh my oh. god, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got the weirdest boner right now. Um, it all makes so much sense. God damn it, Thundercats. And that was another one too, the Thundercats. Oh, this, okay, Fucking cool. Chitara, they Lion-O. Have in and this article, all them. 20th century, 1900 to 1970. I know. It... It begins the sentence with also of significance, which is dumb. I don't know what the fuck. And this is the first thing in the article. This is a poorly moderated wiki. Wiki fur. I'm talking to you. (laughs) Get your shit together. Also of significance are the novels of Felix Satin, published between 1926 and 1945, which established precedents of what would later be called furry fiction. (laughs) <laughs> With the advent of animation and comic books in the first half of the 20th century, anthropomorphic animals became a popular phenomenon with fans of all ages. Their popularity... I think I think there should be an asterisk on fans of all ages. They're liking them for different things. <laughs> Their popularity peaked during World War II. Really? I wonder what those foxholes were. <laughs> I'll get it. Foxhole? It's a... It's a, it's a fox... <laughs> <laughs> oh, certain oh, characters becoming icons of Americana. And in 1945, Captain George... America was a furry. <laughs> Batman is really the first furry. If you think about it. And... <laughs> And in, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fair point. The bat suit is actually... It's not a utility yeah, suit. Like it's the, just the first suit. He was the first animal-themed superhero. And there was it. Spider-Man and Ant-Man. I don't know. That's where I draw the line. It's like, if that's your thing, that's whatever. But if you want to fuck a spider... <laughs> holy shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> Have some standards. <laughs> that's horrifying. <laughs> Says in 1945, or, or, George what, Orwell's. What, what about what about what about Hank Pym or um or what's his name um Scott Lang? You mm. just you just they just look at an ant hole in the ground and go. Mm, See, yeah. this is like when I think about superheroes that could be furries. <laughs> I, I like. I don't think that the like, I think that the Bat family are probably the only ones that really count because they adopted that, right? Robin. Like, yeah. What does he got? Well, Robin was Robin's own thing. If Batman invented that, it'd be like, oh, gross, Bruce. Come on, come on. He's a child. <laughs> um, but no, because that's the only one. Like, Batman adopted the Bat symbol. He doesn't have anything to do with bats. It's just a thing that he picked. 
like because Hank he has Pym, an infatuation with it. Hank Pym didn't have like an infatuation with ants. He just had a, a costume that happened to shrink him down. So he's like, oh, I'm the size of an ant. I'll call myself Ant Man. Spider Man got bit by a spider. He didn't have an infatuation with spiders, and then he started spinning webs and sticking to walls. Well, so it's Black like, Panther. What are you gonna call himself? Black Panther, perhaps. I know nothing about Black Panther. <laughs> you want? Um, God, what else is there? The Falcon. Although I guess, his literally wings. looks like a furry thing. Is it, like, actually furry? I thought it was, like, a spandex think, suit, like a Power Ranger. Yeah, but I think in the comics it's supposed to be furry, and he had a tail. Did he? Yeah. Oh. For a while. Maybe they got rid of it, but panthers have tails. Damn. It would be unwieldy. Catwoman's tail, she's another one, but Catwoman's tail is a whip. It just, it's, it God, you suggests that, a tail. You imagine that concept. What if, what, if, what if a cat, like, ripped off its own tail and started beating up other cats with it? I mean, it not only... <laughs> That'd not only be the greatest video on YouTube, but that'd be fucking horrifying. When you said that, for some reason, my mind was elsewhere for a split second. <laughs> and I was like, wait, why would a cat... Oh, because I just said cat one of <laughs> But that would be a cat rips off its tail and starts beating other cats with it. Yeah. God, what, God there have got to be more. Um, Black Canary. Has yeah, nothing to do with like Canary. Rel- yeah, but she doesn't really look like a Canary. No, she does, because she's got the Canary call. Like she oh yeah the sonic really voice thing, yeah. but she doesn't dress like a canary. No, like it's just like a Gotham thing. What about the Flash? Show an animal. Yeah, but it's what a about sex the Flash? thing. That was really quick. It's a sex thing. Also, the streak. Both his names are both sex innuendos, or you know, sexual offense innuendos. Yeah, you could flash somebody without it being a sexual offense. Uh, I don't think that's the case. If two adults decide to flash each other in the privacy of their own home, it's not an offense. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a definition of flashing. Also, when, like, chicks flash their boobies at, like, Leonard Skinner concerts, you don't consider that an offense. I guess technically it is. I mean, technically it is an offense. Free the nipple, you <laughs> sexist. You fucking I mean, pain. hey, listen. I'm against guys taking off their shirts in public, too. I mean, Have you ever seen any either, of those? Either, yeah, either, I, I'm totally case, against that. Either in the case where, like, why, oh, God, beach. why would you do that? Or in the case of, like, people like Henry Cavill, I'm like, oh, God, now I feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those free the nipple people, that, like, to me, I, I guess I don't have a problem with it, because I don't give a shit what people do. But it's not illegal to, like, they protest here all the time, but the fact that they're doing it kind of proves that... It's, it's 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 a it's a moot argument. You can walk around topless as a female in New York. Yeah, you can go to Times legal. Square. Yeah, it happens. It's, yeah. You ever see those people? I saw them in Central Park one time. For, <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Yeah, no, it was like a, a protest, like a free the nipple protest. They also do it at the the Brooklyn courthouse right by your uh, school. Oh, do they? Yeah, like that's one of, like whenever they hold big protests. But it's like, why are you protesting New York City Hall when clearly? This is already fine. <laughs> like, what do you do? You want them to make it more legal? Do you want them to make it required? <laughs> I don't know. Tom Man. Scott had a short that was like that, where it was he was going through and like I guess depending on what type of pizza you choose, like it fucks up the future. And it's like gay marriage is legal now. I was like, no, nah, wait, isn't that a good thing? Did I say legal? I meant mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, gay, gay marriage is legal now. Yeah, it is. That was a long time ago. <laughs> so uh, Get back to the furries. What else is there? What else can we talk about? Oh, uh, well, uh, like what? Other furry superheroes? I don't know, Anything man. It's got to be general. like... 
Like, Black Panther's kind of a rip-off of Batman when you think about it. He looks like Batman, just without a cape. You think that's, like, the one person who went to DC and was like, all right, we're going to make Batman black, and DC was like, no! And, was like, and they went to Marvel and, like, all right, we're going to do Batman, except he's black. I think, like, well, I, if you really want to split hairs, then, like, Iron Man is Marvel's Batman. Yeah. He's just kind of an inversion of him. Is, it's more. Maybe it's the same. Well, it's the same better. basic trope. I, I'm not saying that it's a ripoff, because why? I mean, fucking Booster Gold is a ripoff of Batman. Fucking Blue Beetle is a ripoff of Batman, <laughs> and they're both at DC. So I Arrow is now a ripoff of Batman. Well, Arrow is a ripoff of Batman for a long time. It's just. Well, now he is. They, yeah, now he's literally. Well, I mean, initially when they did start off, initially it was a different comic book publishing company mm-hmm. that saw that the DC character of Bruce Wayne had become immensely popular, so they did make a iteration of Bruce Wayne where, uh, oh, you know, his, his parents were killed in a South African, you know, like, lion expedition. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not <laughs> shitting my you. favorite thing That's, ever, yeah. Yeah. The Golden Age era. I remember uh, when I first found that out, it was only a couple of years ago because I was never a big Green Arrow fan, and the show Arrow had just come out, and I was with my ex-girlfriend and her friend sitting in their dorm room, he was getting into the Arrow thing. So we were talking about it. He's like, you know anything about Arrow? And I'm like, no. So we're just like reading through Wikipedia, and I start bust out laughing. And I, <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop. They're like, what the fuck? It's so funny. I'm like, Arrow's fucking reason for being was that his parents were killed by lions. <laughs> <laughs> so really... Actually, if you think about it, like, Cecil the Lion got killed by a guy with a bow and arrow, right? Fuck, what if it was just Oliver Queen? Yeah, it could have been. Finally Maybe that was like a, I think if, like, I'm that guy, that dentist or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that's my PR campaign. I'm like, I'm just doing Arrow's work. <laughs> Everybody likes that show, right? Well, <laughs> fucking, I'm avenging Ollie's parents. You're welcome, DC. Yeah. You're welcome, Queen. God, he was on WWE recently. But it's like, it makes no sense. Yeah, he was. We'll talk about that. But, like, why is he... Wouldn't he be a lion-themed villain, then? Or, like, whatever the opposite of lions are? What is the opposite of a poacher-themed? I mean, Arrow was basically poacher-themed. He'd be, like, a gazelle-themed villain. That's just prey. Zebra. A hippopotamus. He'd just be a guy with a gun. That's what he'd hippopotamus be. Hippopotamus will kill you before anything else. It will, like, I guess... Smoking? Yeah. <laughs> no, a hippopotamus... I'm talking about like, we, animals we, on safari. Why, why like don't that. we have Smoking Man as a villain? Like Cigarette Man? Well, yeah. that's well, an X-Files, X-Files But, like, in comic books. Why, Did you see the X-Files it... movie where he comes back and he's got a trach ring? No. It's pretty cool. What, 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 it's a terrible movie. What if, what if for the next Man of Steel movie, Man of Steel fights cholesterol... And the tobacco industry. I mean, like, you get to that point, right? Like, I where... mean, we, we had a video game where Jaws fights global warming. I shit you not, that is a video game. Mm-hmm. We've had Psychic Jaws. Still better than Jaws 3. Fucking... What, what's, what's worse than Jaws 3, honestly? I mean, with the exception of Fanforstic, what is worse than Jaws 3? Yeah, no, I would say Fanforstic actually is worse than Jaws 3, which is a bold statement <laughs> it's a bold statement and you know that but was like that at was least the thing, jaws like, 3 you could like that's a fun fucking movie like you could put that movie on get real high and laugh your ass off fan fantastic four it's like it's you'll get depressing. really high and then fall asleep it's just it's it it hurts it's like the bad kind of boring i don't know i mean there is really no good kind of boring it's just like the bad kind of bad movie i don't know it could be a good kind of boring 
It's like when people say, may you live in interesting times. It's not a compliment. It's like a bad thing. You don't want to live in interesting times. 9-11 was an interesting time. The Holocaust was an interesting time. Yeah, it's a fair statement. It was a good kind of boring. I'd rather like live on a farm in Ohio well, than I mean, in to a be concentration fair, like, camp. If gold started raining down from the sky, that'd be a fucking interesting time. Yeah, I'm not saying that there can't be good interesting times, but that's not going to happen. Usually, in terms of reality, it's either horrible or boring. Those are your two options. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's going to change, though, because Star Wars is coming back. It's true. Fucking, you were alive when Star Wars, like, ruled the world. Like, you were coherent at that time, weren't you? Which one? I mean, like, actual Star Wars. No. No? No. Yeah, like what, 90? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember when Sputnik was launched. That's what you're Isn't talking. that a potato? You're, talk, you're talking about the Reagan uh, missile defense system. Yeah, they, they referenced it when it's in uh, Kingsman the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... No, fucking Star Wars is coming back. Yeah. What was that? You wanted to talk about a fan theory. Oh, the the just the Darth Revan thing. Revan? Revan. Is that how you say That's it? That's how you pronounce it, yeah. I never played those games. No? It looks like Re- Revan. I Revan, like Revan, is, Revan is an interesting... Revan sounds stupid. Revan is an interesting person in, uh, in Star Wars history. That's so Revan. Don't ever do that again. That's so Revan. I like it better Revan. Because then you could say that's so Reven. But you shouldn't. Well, <laughs> but um. But no. What, what's interesting? Sounds like you're saying that's so Raven in Scottish. Yeah. Not so Reven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can you please go back to like the first episode of that show and dub the whole thing in Scottish? There's a guy online um, that does kind of shitty videos, like sh- shitty quality, but they're really funny. Where he just dubs over all of, like, he dubs over Disney films in Scottish. Like, he makes Scottish oh, versions God. of them. <laughs> but they're Finding all really Nemo. vulgar. Yeah. I'd play it, but we're doing a podcast. Yeah, but, um, but no, I mean, uh, Darth Revan, you know, initially a Jedi Knight with his apprentice. They both turned to the dark side. His memory was wiped, blah, blah, blah. The, uh, the famous mask that he wears, um... I'm sure you're familiar with the mask. We we see it, I think, in The Force Awakens, and I think that was a theory you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Kylo Ren, his mask looks extremely like Darth Revan. It's very similar. Although it's just kind of Sithy in general. You can make a Star Wars mask. But the thing, like, the the, the guy that posted this theory on, on Reddit, he, he made a very convincing point. Okay. Um, just... It was kind of like a meta theory. He was not really going into the uh, mythology of it all. But he's saying, like, well, that lightsaber that we see the guy holding, it's clearly, like, a medieval-themed. Yeah. Um, Revan is from Knights of the Old Republic. So what, if you're, like, a regular moviegoer that doesn't know Star Wars, if you want to hammer home the idea that it's a knight from a foregone era, give him a sword that looks like a fucking broadsword. And it's um, fucking gigantic. And, you know, the, the, but the more convincing thing for me was they had said something somewhere along the lines of the leaked shit of him being like somebody from the past that's coming back into existence. Um, but when they leaked that picture of him. They're going to do that. Why make him a headroom driver? Right. Well, I don't know. Well, actually, no. You look at like Darth Revan without his mask, like they show him. He looks exactly like Adam Driver. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, um, like. 
it it looks like good casting if you're trying to get somebody that looks similar. But uh, yeah, like uh, Jai Courtney and Kyle Reese. But Disney, when right? they yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. When Disney um, released or they they leaked that picture, they lost their shit. Like they like started freaking the fuck out, started threatening lawsuits and stuff. But why? Because this is a character Wait, who that did. Um, I don't remember. I, I I believe that whoever it was, they must have an idea. But uh, the pictures are out there of the new Kylo Ren mask that no, looks no, almost but, exactly. No, no, no. Who who sued? Like who? Threatening? Disney was threatening lawsuits to whoever leaked it, whatever employee. Oh. Um, possibly the publications that carried the because they really well. wanted to keep this under wraps. Yeah, you know, but like just, we've I already mean, seen pictures of him, have we not? Like yeah, we he was know in the trailers. They yeah. released who this character was. If it's not a spoiler, then why are they so upset? So it just seems like there's something going on here. Right. You know I mean, what I mean? It's, it's just like J.J. Abrams when he was coming out with Star Trek Into Darkness and the cast Benedict Cumberbatch, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, fuck, like, he could be Khan, that'd be awesome. And they're like, no, no, his name is... The fuck? John Harrison. John Harrison was his name, right? Uh, what, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford, yeah. What did I say last time? Andrew Jackson? John Adams or something. John, uh, yeah, I said something like that. Uh, but no, no, and... Uh, but there, there were obviously... People in the cast, especially during interviews, dropped the ball a couple times. Like, there were a couple, like, close calls where people would say, Oh, yeah, my character's from, you know, Star Trek The Next Generation, also Star Trek yeah. The Wrath of Khan. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's one time where I think it was Zachary Quinto straight up said, It's like, oh, yeah, Khan. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and, like, you, you watch Benedict Cumberbatch's face in that interview. Like, he's just like, what? Like, <laughs> did you just? So, I mean, this could just be another J.J. Abrams thing. And if... If right, he did, he's been like, known to lie. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like right on. Like, I mean, I guess he kept this under wraps for a long time. I don't think that they would do that simply because Revan, even though he is a very integral part of the Star Wars mythology, he's not something that the standard Star Wars audience would know. You know? Well, th- that's the thing. And the, the, the guy who's who, who made this theory, which hopefully I'll find at some point, <laughs> um, did say... That it's you know it's a, it's not known to regular moviegoers, but when you're doing something like this, uh, trying to resurrect it, and you are trying to court a new audience to an extent, but you also have to please like the hardcore Star Wars fan. Yeah, especially and those since people you're, are going to uh, be the hardest people to fucking please. Especially since you're rewriting the uh, expanded universe. Right, people lore. are already like hugely pissed off that for a lot of it, um, they said the expanded universe is not canon anymore. Well, I mean, it's Star Wars. All of it's canon. You remember canon. Star Wars Connect? It's canon. It was a dancing game. Right. Um, there was a dance move called Dual Blasters. Yeah. It goes like this. Yeah. I'm on solo. I'm on solo. Yeah, that's the one. Well, if you got my side, I believe that's MC Chris that did that song. But, um... But no, I mean, interesting thing about uh, Darth Revan and why Kylo Ren was... It's very interesting that he has that Revan mask is because the mask that Revan has has a lot of uh, intrigue behind it because I don't... You said you don't know much about Revan, right? No. Um, Revan was initially a Jedi with his apprentice Malak, uh, who you fight against in Knights of the Old Republic. And uh, what his mask is is his mask is actually Mandalorian. And the Mandalorians, uh, at a couple points, 
tried to rise up, and they basically became, like, this very proud warrior race that would just go and obliterate, like, entire planets. I mean, kind of to the extent where it's, like, you had that honorable warrior's code, but also the point where it was kind of ruthless and ridiculous. Like, there was, in an effort to try and stop the Mandalorians, because the Mandalorians craved, like, that good fight, um, they put, like, giant fortified ray shielding around all their major outposts and like so in an effort to try and like stop the mandalorians like oh you know if they can't fight then you know they're just gonna leave them alone Mm -hmm. and uh instead the mandalorians bombarded the planet like and reduced the entire surface to ash uh because their ideology was basically like well i mean if you can't fight then you really have no reason to live uh (laughs) so they just wiped them off the face of the planet but there were a couple species that the mandalorians wiped out of existence entirely and one of the times that happened, um, a lone Mandalorian warrior, she kind of stood up against Callus Fett, and Callus Fett was the one who ordered the extermination of an entire species, and she stood up to say, like, no, this isn't, like, that's not right, this isn't how we do things, so the Mandalorians, which I believe at the time were the Neo-Crusaders, uh, they gunned her down, and, um, Revan went, found the, uh, the planet of the species that, you know, killed them all, recovered the Mandalorian's body, and uh, took her mask to wear that, basically, as that kind of resurgency of what her ideal was, as this isn't what we should be doing. So when he eventually went and killed, I think it was Mandalore, Mandalore the Indomitable, uh-huh. I believe? God, fucking, this is the nerd part of me that's really coming out. Mandalore the Indomitable, um, and defeated that, um, it was a very big... It was a very big event, and that was what that mask represents. So if you're having the Revan mask in it, then that heavily implies the Mandalorians. And if you're not going to address what that mask is or why he wears it, which, I mean, I, I guess you don't have to. I mean, the original trilogy never referenced what the Darth, the Darth Vader mask was. Um, but no, I think that'd be very interesting. I mean, I'd love to see more of the Mandalorians in Star Wars and not in the way that we saw them in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah... God, what if Boba Fett is in this movie? That would be fucking cool. No. Just like in the ba- like, he doesn't have to have like a main part. He just doesn't have to be like this fan service integral part. Just see him in the background, just fucking somewhere. No, J.J. Abrams said all that Dengar shit. Bullshit. He's dead. Oh. Dead. Oh. Dead. Ain't no Dengar. Oh. He's being slowly digested in the bottom of the pit of carcoon. Pit. You're a pit of carcoon. Face is a pit of carcoon. It's actually kind of a fair statement. So, you brought up Clone Wars. Part of the thing was, apparently there was a planned episode of Clone Wars that was going to feature Darth Revan. Yeah, and I believe they canceled it, didn't it? But they pulled it, yeah. And he was going to be portrayed as a Sith. Um, So it would would have been 100% confirmed canon that, you know, he went dark once you go dark side you never go back well it's it's not true they erased his memory and he became a jedi again whatever he was gonna be a sith in this you fuck um anyway but they they pulled it and uh they also pulled all of the references from that and it's interesting because the knights of the old republic people are are the only ones that didn't get an official confirmation whether or not they're going to be canon or not from this new perspective or something really well i mean the whole thing about that was uh initially i think it was either when did Knights of the Old Republic come out? 2000... What? Like four? Mid, yeah, mid-2000s. 2004? Um, which would have been a t- the time around Attack of the Clones, I would say, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think well, the whole story behind that was Bioware was contacted to 
initially make a movie-licensed game about Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to do that. Probably because they saw where the prequels were headed and they didn't want to, you know, tarnish the Bioware name by putting anything ever related to those films on, you know, their resume. Jar Jar. Uh, so they said, well, what if we did this instead? And they did the game that takes place, like, what, 5,000 years before the prequels start. It's a really fun way of and that was doing a, it. I, I, I really like that angle. Yeah, and that was Knights of the Old Republic. And Knights of the Old Republic, if you, I mean, you haven't played it, but it's a fantastic game. That's what I hear. I'm not a nerd, though. I don't play video games. Uh, you have a nerd rant podcast. Except for Pokemon. Mr. What's-his-name? Um... Mr. Bonding. Mr. Bonding. All right. Well, yeah, just because you brought it up and we didn't talk about it when we were playing Pokemon, there's this character in Pokemon X and Y. Now, for some reason, they've added hotel rooms into the the world of Pokemon. For random sex encounters. Well, jump the gun because we're going to get there. So there's this guy that you encounter in these hotel rooms, and his name is Mr. Bonding. And he wears a pink pinstripe suit, has a pedophile mustache, and every time you talk to him, he tries to explain to you the concept of O powers. Which I still don't know what the hell they are. He's explained it to me like six times, and I'm like, I don't know what these do. I don't even know where I use these. But if you allow him to explain to you the O powers, he's like, oh, good. Then it's bonding time. And he, the screen goes black. For like five seconds and then it comes back and he's like oh dear look at the time looks like i have to run thanks friend and he just dashes off now the lead character in these pokemon games michael is a 10 year old child it could be a boy or a girl but it's a 10 year old child they put a pedophile rapist in the pokemon games <laughs> why <laughs> maybe maybe this was maybe this was their call Maybe this is what they want to cast you as in the future. And they had to put it in the story now so that in a couple years when they adapted to television, you could be that character. A, this came out a couple years ago, so it's already been adapted to television. Oh. Um, but if, B, they want me, if, they, if they want me to play Mr. Bonding, I'll do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's bonding time. I don't feel like he would be that guy. I feel like he would be like a, um, like a, uh, John- I feel like he would be like John Waters. Sound more Roman Catholic priesty. I don't even know how to do that. Sound more know. preachy. I would, I would just have to be like Philip Seymour Hoffman in that one movie. Doubt? Yeah. That was, that was a good movie. I'm a Catholic priest. I like to touch little black boys. It was a black boy in the movie, right? I, I can't tell whether or not you were doing your impression or if you are just confessing something. Oh, it was a little bit of both. There's always truth to acting. Um, I yeah, hate no, to see what was going movie. through Christian Bale's mind during American Psycho. Actually, I actually did a scene from that movie in Zach's class. Did you? Yeah. Is he that... assigned it to me. He, did he? <laughs> he saw something in you. Yeah. It was Mr. Bonding. Yeah. He was like, you be that. Well, you don't know that he did it. It's a whole point. There's doubt, Michael. Was there really, though? Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna believe that cunt Meryl Streep. Ellis, listen. Just because it's in the title doesn't mean it's in the movie. Think about Fantastic Four. I have doubts. Such horrible, horrible doubts. 
That was my Meryl Streep impression. Your face did not look anything like Meryl Streep. Except maybe in that one movie, Into the Woods. Did you see that? Fucking, it was awful. I don't like the play. I didn't like the movie. I didn't see the movie. I had no no plot. Had lots of plot. It had it had too much plot. There was so much plot that there was no plot. It's like Iron Man two. So much to, was going on that nothing was going on. Yeah. Fuck Iron Man two. Fuck that movie. It's just Iron Man one. Slightly but different. Shittier. Yeah. Much shittier. Much more going on. But um. But oh, no. So I mean, it's it, it would be interesting to see. Kylo Ren turn out to be Revan, but uh, it would be really funny if they did it in a way that they expect you to get it, uh, as in like. I doubt that they would do that. They would they would hold the audience's hand through it. You think so? Yeah, kind of like they would um, have to. Arkham Knight. Yeah. The Jason Todd reveal. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like whatever like, happened to Jason Todd? It's like let's explain his backstory right before we reveal that it's him. Yeah, didn't like the actual explanation, like the uh, the sequences where you're uh, you're talking, like the Joker's explaining it, and he's showing you like those video recordings. It takes like place like what, twenty minutes before the actual reveal. Yeah, depending on how you play the game. Yeah, but if um, you're playing it straight through and just the story mode, yeah, you could get there in like twenty minutes. But um, it's it was so obvious. Like they tricked me though because they lied. No, I just he's figured, Bruce Wayne's clone. I just figured, yeah, it's probably not Jason Todd. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're going through it. I'm like, if I was. If I wasn't any smarter, I'd think that uh, that was Jason Todd, but... And then, you know, you They wouldn't lie smarter. to me. Yeah, um... Then they lied to me. You know, I found out something interesting on that TV show Star Wars Rebels, um, which I recently finished watching while well, I'm caught up to it. Um, the show has a really erratic airing schedule. Um, the schedule. F- the, the first episode of season two premiered in... June? Schedule. You're not fucking English. Premiered in June. The next one premieres in October. The first episode? The first episode of season two. Yeah, premiered in June. Next one's in October. But the first season was like that, too. Like, you'd have episode one, then three months later, episode two, then four months later, episode three. Like, it's really... I, I, I don't get how they... How they aired that one. That was just really confusing. That's, that's a cartoon thing pretty commonly. Like, on Cartoon Network, they're, they don't really stick to a schedule which is stupid if you have a show like i i understand they're marketing to stupid children but like if it if it's a serialized show like that then yeah you kind of have to let people watch it all at once and you know people people have made the complaint like oh you know tv in the 90s wasn't any it wasn't it wasn't like so much better than tv now your age is this different no it's it no, TV in the '90s was was better. I don't know about that. No, it it was. Compare like, what, like, like children's TV. Yes, compare something sure. like Pinkies and Pinky and the Brain. Pinkies and the like, Brains. Yeah, to like Chowder. Yeah. I'd like Chowder. I think Chowder's fine. Um, you watch Chowder? I don't watch it. I've seen it. Plus, I think it's canceled. Is yeah. it really? They're friends on Chowder. Fuck yeah. you. Um. No, yeah, that was... A, I think that that was probably closer to, like, a Nickelodeon-type show. But it was on Cartoon from Network. From the 90s, yeah, but it was, like, a... Yeah, a Cartoon Network version. But, like, when it's really strongly creator-driven, and it, it was a creative little show. Um, compare that to something like... Um, the Cowardly Dog, or... 
you know. I'm not. I'm not going to say that it's as good as Courage the Cowardly Dog, but that's just a matter of preference. I'm sure that if I did see it as a child, like because it was an original premise, right? The, I, you've never seen a show like that. The basic archetypes are all there, but um, it was like a magical cooking show. But uh, compare that I to something like. I thought that was like, Martha Stewart. Nothing magical about her. <laughs> she magically. Still has fans. <laughs> Does she? She does. I Dude, have you pe- seen her? I wouldn't call the people that that follow auto- Martha Stewart fans. Have you seen her autograph line? I worked at like the New York City Wine and Cheese Tasting Festival one year. Don't ask. Um, her, <laughs> Why? Don't ask. Her, Why? Her, her, Why'd you work there? Her, I was the girl I was dating at the time. Was Martha Stewart? It was Martha Stewart. Yeah, her autographing line was so fucking long. You don't even understand. Like, yeah. you think think about like the Jason David Frank line at Comic Con. Okay. That. Ah. Still, like, I did you really think like? Yeah, I guess. I guess. It's just I think that a Martha Stewart fan is something in a completely different category than like fans of other things. You think she has groupies? Quite possibly. Cake That's groupies. So They're called stupid. Group. Groupons. <laughs> They're called Groupons, yeah. Um, no, but I, I learned something interesting in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, there was a very, I doubt it. There was a very solitary clip. Well, I mean, not interested in this fact. You're like, oh, wow, tell me more. It was just like, what? Where it was this one clip where they're, you know, this kid's, you know, training to be a Jedi, and he's playing with... Uh, his dick. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, he's playing Freddy, with Freddie Freddy Freddy Prince, Prince Jr.'s dick. Freddie Prince Jr.'s dick. Yeah, his name was Mr. Bonding in the show. And uh, he's playing with a lightsaber, and it still doesn't sound any much better than dick, but, uh, and he says, like, there's a knob on the side that adjusts the length to your height. And I was just thinking for a second, like, why doesn't everyone make their lightsaber, like, 12 feet long in that case? So the entire concept of the lightsaber is stupid. I mean, I, I enjoy the concept like it's a civilized, you know, it's like an antiquated civilized thing in a modern era with guns and lasers. You have someone with it a sword. It is so much more sophisticated than a blaster. Like, oh, yeah. The, like, idea, the, it, yeah. the idea that, that it's, it's a like laser a, and a, a relic of a bygone era might be so, but it is so much more technologically impressive than a laser gun. Yeah. But, uh, but no, it's just like, why, remember, that, remember that, that fight? Uh, the, the greatest, well, second greatest fight in the whole series where uh, Luke first encounters Vader on Cloud City on Bespin. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if, like... The greatest fight in the whole series. You shut the fuck up. I know what you're going to say, and you're going to stop talking right now. Yoda and Dooku. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we must settle this with our lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Christopher Lee. We remember you for more than that. Um... I remember you for Frost versus Nixon. It was a good movie. I didn't see it. It was a good movie. I bet I'd like it, but uh, Um, it was a play. But, um, yeah, no, when when Vader says, like, The Force is with you, young Skywalker. Uh You're not a Jedi yet. What if if Luke was just, like, across the room and was like, I'm going to make my lightsaber 300 feet long now. And just yeah. stab Vader through the chest. Where, Michael? Where is the knob that adjusts the length? I don't fucking... I don't have his the saber on hand. But, I but mean, are that's, they that's insinuating what this... that all of them have that? Yeah. That's, because that's... they don't. No. It's like, false. Have, have you seen the Master I of... have many a lightsaber hilt. 
None of them have that. No, there's a fucking... The Darth Vader one, you could argue that maybe it does. Um, I mean, I'm not talking about, like... The, the Luke Skywalker, the green Skywalker thing? Where's the knob on that? Oh, yeah, not that one. But, I mean, like, he, he assembled that with no help whatsoever. How did he assemble that in the first place? I mean, it's not like Jedi... It's I mean, a strange rite of passage when you think of it. Yeah, it is. But, like, building your lightsaber, that is that is what it is. But in the Jedi Order, like, Knights of the Republic, you build your lightsaber, you, you take a bunch of metal parts and you go... All right, what the fuck do I do? You right. know? I mean, it's not like a Lego where you just build what the outside look like. It's it's like there's this whole internal complex thing like you use crystals and refracting lasers and a bunch of wires and shit. And in the Jedi Order, like, you can sit in the classroom and they're like, all right, this is how you assemble your lightsaber. Or you can right. just go up to, like, a Jedi Master. It's like, hey, listen, I'm having some problem with the, uh, the AC-DC power converter element in it. And you're, and, no, it looks just like, uh, I mean, you can argue that, like, he was a mechanic growing up, but, I mean, like... Well, yeah, I feel like if he had the schematics to it, then he'd be able to figure it out, but, like, that's the whole thing. But where did he get the schematics? uh, Obi-Wan's ghost. Um, (laughs) No, but that's the thing. It's, like, I appreciate the idea that the warriors are creating their own weapon and it makes it a personalized thing, and that's cool, but that's kind of, like, when you mix technology with mysticism too much, I'm like, I don't buy it. Well, I mean... What, what it's ma- just so complicated. It's a fucking yeah. lightsaber, dude. Yeah. They'd be like saying, oh, well, I built my own iPhone. I'd be like, fuck you. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, my phone's much more personal because I built it. Oh, you shut the fuck up. No, no one I can do I bedazzled mine. No one can build an iPhone. No one knows how they're made. <laughs> yeah. But um, but no, and you know one of the one of the funniest thing in Star Wars Rebels is one of the when the apprentice when he built his lightsaber he built it as a blaster too, so there's a gun built into the lightsaber. And I'm why thinking not? like why not? why the fuck not? Like that's the best <laughs> idea this anyone's ever had. Like but yeah, no, just the entire concept of the lightsaber is kind of silly. They look cool, but like, and uh, um, fucking Mike Stilclasa makes a good point in the Plinket review where he's like. Now, somebody like Yoda, why would they use a lightsaber? If you were going to go back and, it, like, have the ability to retcon all the Star Wars history, why not make, like, a thing where each Jedi has a weapon that suits their, you know, personal physical needs? Like, the guy with the super long neck? <laughs> yeah. Fucking sword fighting for him would be hell. Yeah, well, to have, like, the easiest target in the world. <laughs> I mean, Yoda, I, I don't think Yoda should have ever had a lightsaber. No. I think that the, We should have never seen Yoda fight. No, it we defeats the seen entire Yoda purpose fight, of Yoda. But, like, the entire the force. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, not in the asinine way that they did it at the beginning, where they're just like, I'm going to throw a rock at you. And then he's like, I'm going to throw the same rock at you. Oh, this was futile. Our powers are evenly matched. Yeah. We both throw it rocks really It seems that we good. cannot determine this battle by our knowledge with the force. He literally, but, but, literally, go back and watch that scene. He literally he sighs, sighs. Audibly <laughs> sighs. Like, I'm about to... I, an 86-year-old knighted thespian, am about to have a fake sword fight with a, with a Muppet. <laughs> a Muppet who's not even there. That's the most degrading thing God, you know, in I, the world. God, you know, I watched the uh, like the feature length, like two hour long documentaries uh, yesterday, actually about the Phantom Menace and Attack. Where do you get all this time? I wasn't doing much yesterday. Um, and I, I, I just wanted to see where it went wrong. And you see, 
all the bad ideas that no one questions. Right. No, he, he had no one there to... I mean, Gary, Gary Kurtz, like... I'm just going to attribute, like, the success of Star Wars to Gary Kurtz at this point. Like, Gary Kurtz, Irvin Kirshner, they were brilliant. They were they were magnificent. Well, that's the thing. But, like, even, like, if you look back at A New Hope, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. Like, oh, it's, no. It's, it was ahead of its time. It was brilliantly done well, technologically. Kind of behind its time, but yeah. But as far as, like, the stories of Star Wars go, it was it was the basic hero's journey, and that was fine. But, like, Empire Strikes Back is where it really, really got good. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back is, it was an entirely, not new concept, but it was a it, good concept. It was a concept compelling story from Done extremely well, yeah. Um, like, A New Hope, Star Wars, was a very basic story. Yeah, and which it was is done well. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you watch segments of those films, like, in tandem with uh, John Williams' score, like, it's beautiful. Yeah. But it, it's nothing, like, it's nothing... That out of you know, it's nothing extraordinary. The story itself isn't groundbreaking. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, and I mean, like you, you, you can tell. And George Lucas has said, like he wanted to make something that was very in, you know, it, it harkens back to the old Flash Gordon serials. Right. And it does a lot of the old timey sci fi adventure kind of serials like that. That's what it's like. The Empire Strikes Back, however, is very much the second act, and being the second act. Everything gets deeper, like not only on the technical level, but from a story level as well. Characters mm-hmm. are more um, fleshed out, like they're they have more personality. There's more drive to them. And right. not saying that Han Solo was a, wasn't a great character in Star Wars, but Han Solo was an infinitely better character in Empire. He was a more complex character. He was a more balanced character, just a more compelling character all around. Same character, but you put him in a different more, situation. More layers. This is like like an onion. This is like what I'm saying. You know, actually, that's a perfect encapsulation of my argument with Marvel last time. Like they did the basic. Never had they gotten to the Empire Strikes Back. Right. They they have some really solid characters and they do some really solid like basic storytelling. But I think what was great about the Empire Strikes Back, you take these characters that we know and you put them in a situation that's a thousand times more compelling. Yeah. Because once you have the basic framework, it's just about putting your character. In different situations yeah. so that nothing feels repetitive. And, right, and seeing what they could do, you know, uh, in a different arc. Yeah. I would like... To, that's why I loved fucking Winter Soldier so much. Because it wasn't just Captain America fighting a nobody villain. Yeah, it was, it was Captain America bit, challenging his ideals and what his perspective of everything was. You and take, that. Yeah, right. You take Captain America, who is the symbol of this country, who fights for America, and then he finds out that he's living in an America that no longer meets, uh, no longer lives up to his standards for what freedom is. Yeah. And that we have very much, like he, America itself had become the bad guy. And that's fascinating because then we get to see how this true blue American hero deals with that. How does he deal with himself? How does he deal, you know, with an enemy that is his own? Um, with Iron Man 2, it's like, I wish they did something like that. I yeah, guess you can't I, really do I, it with the enemy, The enemy of Iron Man 2 is cohesive storytelling. Yeah, well, like, it was basically the same thing as Iron Man 1, but done poorly. Um, and more boring Iron Man 3 wasn't a great movie either, but I think it was the closest... I, I, I it like it a lot better. In a different yeah. situation. I like it a lot better than Iron Man too, because we get more of Tony Stark and seeing his demons. That's the thing about you know part of the problem with Marvel is like they 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 strive too much to be family friendly, 
And I'm not saying that they need to go over the top and like gritty and like have the yeah, they tried alcoholic that before. Tony Stark, right? Well, yeah, but they were shitty movies. I mean, you could do that. Like, it, w- it would be hard to take their Iron Man and their franchise and put him through, like, the alcoholism thing that he had in the comics, which was arguably his most interesting fucking storyline in the comics. But they did it with the PTSD a little bit. I just think it could have gone a lot further. I think I, the problem with the Marvel movies is I feel like there's just nothing at stake anymore, and that's yeah. my main problem. Like, that's... the whole thing about the Infinity Gauntlet, like, yeah, I mean... I, I guess, but we don't care about Thanos. Like, we haven't had a compelling Thanos story. He's just been yeah, man, the really guy man. in the chair. Like, it's, I mean, the Emperor in Star Wars was a much more compelling character because even though you didn't see him until, like, you know, mm-hmm. you saw him in a hologram in Empire Strikes Back. Sure, but, but he was, can... like, this ever-looming presence, yes, right? It, everything it was built around the idea of the Empire. Yeah, it didn't feel Thanos... like everything else was a... Like, it's, it's just so completely disjointed and disconnected. Yeah. Even, like, Thanos just feels like he's this other thing that doesn't really matter yet. Yeah, even when he has, like, the largest present he has is in Guardians of the Galaxy, but even mm-hmm. then it's just, like, he's totally disconnected from the events that are occurring in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, I agree with not putting him in the movies, like, as a main character, but then, yeah, go with the go the Palpatine route and make this the... Ever-looming this, presence. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, whenever... Like, watching Ant-Man... Well, that's a bad example, but, like... Avengers 2, we knew about Thanos. After Guardians, we knew that he's a major problem. Um, and I just, I didn't feel his presence in the movie at all. It was just like, well, we have to deal with Ultron. Which would have been fine. We need, like, more direct agents. No, because they did that with Guardians and the the, the villain in that was boring too. No, you make direct agents of Thanos, but make them compelling I characters to, I think what we problem. need to have is a continuous villain. Yeah, a villain that we can take two to three movies to flesh out who they are. I mean, and that's, we need that's... to understand his motives too. Yeah, and that's I what... feel like as a ge- like I know what the Infinity Gems are. I know his whole reason for being, but like as a general moviegoer, if I divorce myself from my knowledge of Marvel comics and what it all is, I'm like I don't know what the fuck Thanos wants. He wants these gems. Why? What is his ultimate thing? He's making movie? the ultimate engagement ring. Yeah, he wants he wants to fuck death literally. Yeah. Holy crap, that would be awesome. Like, if they, 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 they have death incarnate in those movies, and he wants to fuck her. <laughs> not, like, fall in love, but, like... Yeah. No, yeah, he has not... Wow, he's, yeah. he's not interested in love. He's 100% lust. He's just like, I want to fuck this <laughs> deity. Oh, God. No, but, but Empire Strikes Back, it was a very atypical sequel, because... I mean, especially from a studio perspective, the point of a sequel is to get the band back together and everyone's all happy and you put them through the same thing except bigger and then, you know, you have a sequel. Um, Empire was a much smaller scale film if you talk about, like, what's at stake. I mean, yeah. Star Wars, like, a planet's gonna be... I mean, planets were fucking blown up in that movie. Um, as opposed to Empire, I mean, there is no, like, big final third act, uh, at least not set-piece-wise. Like, the whole battle is emotional on what was been built up throughout the course of the film and what it means to these characters on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so compelling, but Empire did the opposite, where it split the protagonists up from each other entirely. Right. Um, and gave them both, like, their own personal journeys to go through, and that it, was fantastic. It was I mean, the perfect sequel. If, yeah. If, I mean... I, you know, part of the thing with A New Hope is they didn't know that they were going to get a second movie, so they had to wrap it up to yeah. a degree. Like, if they never, if Star Wars didn't hit the way it did, that would have been the only movie we got. And it told the story. It's like, you could be like, okay, well, they won that battle, and fine. Um, 
it would have been that thing where, like, now in 2015, we're going to get, like, a reboot or a sequel of it, and people yeah. are going to... You're going to be going, like, oh, you hear about the Star Wars thing? Have you right. seen the original? And everyone's going to go, there was an old one? I bet the effects are awful. <laughs> like, you, you know? Yeah, but, you know, Empire, it was a perfect second you know, that's, act. That's kind of what it... That's kind of what Episode Seven feels like to me. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, we haven't gotten... A, Star Wars movie in like 20 years yeah. well 30 years but you know now seeing all these things like the X-Wing and you know the Millennium Falcon back up with you know modern effects it's like holy shit like well, what's nice is that you could tell that they fucking care yeah like, you this, can tell that there's a level of respect I mean there's you could take the cynical angle and be like yeah obviously they know this is gonna make a shit tillion dollars but they also seem like they're interested in making a good movie, and it's this thing that they loved from their childhood that they carried with them. And they, JJ Abrams is going. I'm so sorry for the Phantom Menace. <laughs> I didn't even have anything to do with that movie, and I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, no, it's just it's it. Hopefully, it's good. I mean, it's gonna be good. I'm sure, but hopefully, it's great. Oh, I I have every bit of confidence in the people behind that film. Yeah. As well as with what they're trying to accomplish. I mean, it's just like when I look at it, it's like even if it's not the greatest thing, it's it's not the second Empire Strikes Back, it's still awesome already just to see old Star Wars, real Star Wars again. Not just old Star Wars because Harrison Ford's about to die, but (laughs) (laughs) like the old kind of... Did you know that the the plot of The Empire Strikes Back was actually about... It was supposed to be... George Lucas's idea was that... Uh, Han Solo was going to search for his father. Really? Yeah. That would have been lame. That's why we don't listen to George Lucas, everybody. Uh, it's like, I, I, I'm not saying that there can't be a good story to be told from that, but I'm just like, that's And then the Lawrence Kasdan was like, eh, no. Yeah. Let's, no. Uh, let's work with what we got. That's, that's a good idea. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take that idea. We're going we're gonna, <laughs> to take that idea and we're going to put a pin in it. Yeah. All right? Here, here's, the, here's the pin in it. And we'll look for Jar Jar Binks at a later date. Yeah, but no, and we've talked about it on this show before. Like, looking back on his old, like, the original draft of Star Wars, oh, it was an incomprehensible awful. mess. It yeah, was, I mean... It was not, it was like, it looks like something written by somebody who'd never taken even a basic screenwriting It, it looks like someone who doesn't, it looks like someone who's never enjoyed the concept of film. It's like, you know, when you look at Adam Sandler now and you, you wonder... Is he actually an alien that is trying to comprehend what humor is? Because it doesn't seem like he gets what humor, like the concept. He doesn't understand what it is. See, with Adam Sandler, I don't know, man. I just, why is he still making movies? Because every, like, that is the number one um, thing that you hear in his new movies. I didn't see. (laughs) Why? But, uh, yeah. No, but they you look at him on camera and it looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um and he's got to have so much money. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need it anymore. Like he he'd be fine and he could still produce movies. Like keep doing Happy Madison movies, whatever. But it it's like if you don't want to be there, why do you still do it? Yeah, I said every time you look at Harrison Ford in a movie, too. Mm-hmm. It's too bad, because it's like Adam Sandler is one of those people that you loved back in the day. And he's, <laughs> yeah. just, he's yeah. just an imitation of himself. You remember when Harrison Ford turned into a werewolf in Anchorman 2? <laughs> did you see Anchorman 2? I did, but I don't... I, yes, I do remember that. 
Jesus Christ. Anyways, you think we've rambled on for long enough? Yeah, probably. We, we talked about nothing we for over about, an hour. We talked about n- everything and nothing all at once. <laughs> this has been the Iron Man 2 podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's, uh, I'm Tyler Pino. And I'm still not in a theater watching The Force Awakens. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Although... My thoughts exactly. Although, um, what? although what did he say? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> although, um, there's a lot of Star Wars content for me to consume between now and December. Mm-hmm. So, I will try to not slip my wrists and maybe make it through the Clone Wars. We'll see. Is there anything else coming out no. between now and then? Well, oh, April Star Wars Rebels, out, Episode but... 2. Oh Probably God. just Episode 2. No, I just mean, like, movies, like... What the hell else um, is there this year? Spectre. James oh, Bond. yeah. It's in when? November? November, yeah. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, Black Mask comes out in oh, right. three weeks, I believe. It's September 28th it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have Black Mask to look forward to. Legends sometime, I also believe, in September. Legends of the Hidden Temple? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow, the DC. No, I'm talking about the, the movie with Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, then, of course, we have Star Wars, uh, and, you know, February we have Deadpool. But don't forget about the movie that's going forgot. to shatter records and blow everyone away. It's going to catch everyone off guard. It's going to win all the award seasons. It's going to be everyone's number one on their top ten list. Star Wars can't even measure up to it. Point break. Point fucking break. It's going to be great. It's going to be the greatest movie that no one watches. Or the shittiest movie that no one watches. They're releasing watches. it on the same day as Star Wars. It's that's the dumbest fucking plan. It's I've like, ever heard. It's they like the may studio, as well not release it. They may like, as well not release it. It may as well sit on a shelf and just stay there. How did that happen? Whose fucking idea was that? Like that's why that's how I feel about a point break remake in general. <laughs> But, and then like, then like, you're going to take it that? and put it against the most anticipated film of, like, the decade? <laughs> I I don't know, man. I just don't know. Anyways, I don't understand Hollywood. They should put it on the same day as Civil War. And also make no money. Yeah. I don't think you can... Add, see, unless that movie came out in tandem, like, I think this week the only movie that's coming out is Transporter Refueled, which is, you know, those Jason Statham movies minus the Jason Statham. Um, mm-hmm. Put it up against something like that, something that no one has anyone any expectations for, and just be like, oh, yeah, there's... there's, there's isn't there, like, a new car movie thing? It's not Fast and the Furious, but... Oh. Did you see what, uh... You know what? No, I don't even fucking feel like Yeah, we signed off like five minutes ago. I'm Tyler Pino. I'm Michael Holler. Get out of my house.